Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. Let's turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 4. We are going to read from verse 13 through 25. Romans chapter 4. You will also get that in the screen. Romans chapter 4, verse 13 through 25. Romans 4.13, for the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made wide and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of the faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him, whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what <coughs> was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the de de deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able, also able to perform. And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now it was not returned for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Now we are reading from Romans. You know, obviously, Romans has a little tough tone. It's a little, you know, deep theology. At times, we find it difficult to understand when Paul writes to Rome. And the scripture portion that we read, it talks about, mainly about Abraham. Can you say Abraham? Abraham. And this morning, we are going to talk about Abraham. How many of you like Abraham? Can you see your hands? I don't know. It, it, I mean, I don't think it's a good question this morning, but you know, all of us like Abraham, right? When you think about Abraham, we think about Father Abraham, right? You know the song, Father Abraham. No, we're not singing now. Did you sang already? So, <laughs> so this morning, we are talking about Abraham. And I would like to title my sermon as, Hold on to your faith until something happens. Can you say that after me? Hold on to your faith until something happens happens. This morning, God is asking us to hold on to our faith until something happens. How many of us are waiting for something to happen? 
Yes, see the hands, you know, come on, ready, ready to go, right? All of us are waiting for something to happen, something good to happen in our lives. Now I'm waiting for something to happen, Lord, before the end of the year, I want this to happen, this to happen, this to happen. Beginning of the year, Lord, I want to start that year with such and such thing in my life. All of us want something to happen in our lives. And this morning, I believe that's why God is, you know, sending the word to us. Because God is asking us to hold on to our faith until something happens in our life. You know, this morning, all that whatever you could think in your life, what is going on in your life, just think and bring them to the surface with a hope that God is about to do something in our lives. Let's read again from Romans chapter 4, verse 13. We are just going to do a verse-by-verse analysis quickly before really we get into the word of God. Verse 13 says, For the promise that he would be the higher of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Can you say that word after me? Righteousness of faith? Righteousness of faith. You know, word of God says, the promise that God gave to Abraham, it was not the promise to Abraham, it was not the promise to all his descendants, it did not come through the law, but it came through faith. This morning I want to talk about righteousness of law and righteousness of faith. You know, we all know what is law in the word of God. You know, if you take the first five book of the Bible, the five books of the Bible were written by Moses. They are called Torah. Five books of the Bible were written by Moses. And do you know how many laws are there in that five books? 613 laws. How many? 613 laws are there in the five books of the Bible. We are talking about righteousness of law. You know, if I need to be found righteous according to the law, I can never break the law. Can you say never break the law? I can never break the law if I need to be found righteous according to the law. I can never sin then who is found righteous according to the law? Nobody. Nobody is found righteous according to the law. So Paul is saying, uh, saying that the seed, the promise that God gave to Abraham was not a promise of law, but it was a promise of faith. So we talked about righteousness of law. What about righteousness of faith? You know, God is willing to accept a sinner like me. When I put my faith on the work that Jesus accomplished at the cross. You know, when I obey to God, when I look at Jesus and I tell him, Lord, I believe you, I put my faith in you. When we do that, God is willing to accept. Forget those laws. God is Christ is willing to accept. God is willing to accept when we put our faith in Jesus. That is righteousness of faith. You can go that, you can do that. I can do that. People who are living out in sin, they can do that. They can just walk into the presence of God and say, Lord, I trust you. I believe you. You are the son of God. You came down to this world for me. I accept you. They become righteous. Yesterday they were living in sin, but today they are righteous. You know, if that part is not given in the word of God, you and I cannot touch this book because this is a holy book and we are sinners. The law always condemn us, but the faith, but the righteousness of faith accepts us. You know, the law was given 
to make one righteous. Moses, when he gave the law, he told, you need to do this, do this, do this, do this, all 613 things you need to do. If you do all 613, you are righteous. So law was given to make somebody righteous. But people end up in breaking the law. Nobody could be made righteous. Nobody could be made righteous. But the good news of the gospel makes somebody righteous because of our faith in Christ. Can you say, our faith in Christ? Our faith in Christ. Because of our faith in Christ, the gospel is making us righteous. So we are made righteous because of our faith in God. You know, when you trust God, when you put your faith on Christ, the work that Jesus did at the cross, you become righteous. You know, otherwise, who can go to heaven? Nobody. If you are not made righteous, nobody can go to heaven because sin does not enter into heaven. And you and I are made righteous because of our faith in God. But there is a caution here. Righteousness of faith. You know, God is willing to accept my faith rather than my works as the basis of justification that doesn't mean that obedience is not necessary. It doesn't mean that obedience is not necessary. As a person of faith, I will obey God. As a person of faith, I will try my level best to obey all the 613 laws, but I may fail. I will fail, I am sure. But God will pick you up. Jesus will accept you still. That is the righteousness of faith. Righteousness of faith does not mean that repentance and baptism are not necessary for complete salvation. Still repentance is needed. Still baptism is needed for the complete salvation of our souls. Righteousness of faith begins with believing in Jesus, confessing our sins, repenting, and be baptized. Can you say that with me? Can you say that with me? Now, four things. Believe in Jesus. Confess our sins. Repent. And be baptized. You know, throughout the scripture in the New Testament, if you read that, you know, these are the obedience God expects in our lives. Once we obey to this, you know, we are made perfect. We are made righteous because of the righteousness of faith. Let's go to verse 14. For if those who are of the law are his, or descendants. Faith is made void, and the promise made of no effect. What of God says, if we can bring forth the descendants to Abraham, by law, now God wanted to find Abraham as righteous. If Abraham was found righteous according to the law, then only I will give him a son. If that was a promise, Bible says, our faith is empty. If law only can bring righteousness in somebody's life, Paul says, our faith is empty and the promise is of no effect. Because it's not going to happen. Think about when Abraham become, when we can become righteous according to the law. Never. So promise is just an empty promise. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's what 14 says. For if those who are of the law are highest, our descendants, faith is made wide and the promise made of no effect. Verse 15, because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Verse 14 says, where there is no law, there is no transgression. And there is sin 
and then there is law. Why law came into existence for the first place? Because people of God were sinning. And God wants Moses to give laws. And then if there is no sin, there is no law. And there is no law, there is no sin. Bible says law brings wrath of God, but faith brings grace. Verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of all of us. So Paul says, it is not, the promise is not just true only for those who follow the law strictly. The promise is also true those who are become, who are become righteous by faith. You know, here is someone who is made righteous by God, by his faith. Listen to this. Because let's move further. Verse 32 says, down the line, if you can read verse 32. Finally, it was counted according to him for righteousness. It was accounted to him for righteousness. You know, when God promised, the promise came true because of the faith Abraham had in God. And you know what Abraham was telling, doing? <laughs> Abraham was holding on to that faith until he saw the blessing of God. Can you say that with me? Hold on to the faith. Hold on to your faith. You know what made Abraham the father of many nations? The faith in which he was holding on to. That's the reason he was also called the father of faith. He was a great man of God. He was a great man of faith. Number one, this morning we are going to talk about a couple of you know, characteristics or reasons why God found Abraham as a righteous man according to the faith that he had. Number one, listen to this. This may speak to you this morning. Number one, Abraham knew his God. Abraham believed in a God. You know what? What kind of God it was or he was? Abraham believed in somebody. Want to know what kind of God he was? Let's read verse 17. Verse 17 says, In the presence of him, listen to this, whom he believed God, you know, that, that was the belief that Abraham had in God, who gives life to the dead. Who gives life? Who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. You know, what was the knowledge of Abraham on God? This was the knowledge of Abraham and God. Abraham believed that God gives life to the dead. And God calls things which do not exist as though they did. Because God speaks. Things came into existence. You know, Abraham believed such a God. Listen to this. Do you know why Abraham believed God in this way? Abraham knew that God is the life giver. Abraham also knew that you know, God is the one who is capable of bringing something into existence, even though they don't exist. Abraham knew God according to his situation. You know, what was his situation? He was in need of a child. And he knew his God gives life to the dead. He knew very well Sarah's womb was dead. He knew very well that God is about to give life to Sarah's womb. And Isaac did not exist at that moment. And Abraham knew very well God is going to bring something into existence even though they don't exist. You know, this morning, I just want you to think about 
This morning, I just want you to think about you know, something that has not happened to you yet. Are you able to think about something that has not happened to you yet? Do you know something that you are longing for? Do you know something that you desire in your heart? Maybe a better job? Maybe a position in this nation? Or it may be, you know, something that you are blessings, financial blessings, and some of the miracles that you need, you are expecting in your life. But they are not here right now. You don't see them here today. Abraham was in the same situation. He did not see anything. But he understood his God that he is capable of bringing something into existence even though they do not exist. You know, this morning you need to be carefully listening to this. I believe God will speak to you if you listen to this message. Think about Hagar. She was in the wilderness because Sarai, scripture says, Sarai treated Hagar harshly and Hagar fled taking the child and Hagar was sitting near the spring and the angel of God appeared to Hagar and Hagar realized his, her God as El Roy. El Roy means you are the God who sees me. Even in my loneliness, even when I am just all alone, Lord, you see me, Lord. You know, that her understanding about God, Abraham. Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac and God provided. And he said, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are a provider, Lord. You are a provider. Moses, lift up the banner of God and he said, Jehovah Nisi. Children of Israel in the wilderness, when sickness was coming, they said, you are Jehovah Rapha. And God said, I am the Lord who heals you. And Gideon, he said, Jehovah Shema, you are the Lord who brings peace, Lord, in my situation. You know, this morning, whatever your situation may be, can you just visualize our God that is relevant to that situation? Abraham did. Abraham knew God is the life giver. He will bring things exist into existence even though they don't exist. What do you know about your God this morning? You know about your situation. But the question I want to ask you is, do you know about your God? Do you know about your God concerning your situation today? Do you know about your God? And do you know what God can do? Because there is nothing that God cannot do. It's possible by God. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. But God wants you to think, you to know Him the way He can help you. Number two, Abraham did not look at the circumstances. Verse 19 says, his own body that is already dead and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Abraham did not look at the circumstances. Abraham looked at Sarah, such an old woman, he think about the promise of God. He looked at Sarah and Abraham looked at his own body. There is no way under the heaven we can produce a child. No. But Abraham did not do that. You remember the story as disciples were crossing the, the sea? The, the sea, there was a great tempest. And they were also afraid. And Jesus asked them, why are you fearful? O oh, you of little faith. Abraham did not look at the circumstances. Faith does not obey based on what you see. If I wish faith has eyes, 
through which we can see. But unfortunately, faith doesn't have eyes. You cannot see through it. You can just only believe. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence that's not seen. And the evidence of things that are not seen yet, that is what is faith. And Abraham was asked to believe that God is about to fulfill the promise in his life. There is no doubt for Abraham. But when he, with all his humanity, when he looks at his body and Sarah's body, no way, Lord. No way. No way. But Bible says, Abraham did not look at the circumstances. This morning, God is telling you, do not look at the circumstances. Things are going to change. You know, things are going to change, I'm sure. You are not going to be in the same way that you are in today. Things are going to change this morning. God is telling you that things are going to change in your life. You read about your family situation. You think that your family is so low. You think that, you know, how Lord I can bring my family up. You know, that is your burden. With that burden, you came to this nation. But God is telling you this morning, don't look at the family situation today. God is about to do something. You're thinking about your family back in your nation. But God is telling you, do not look at the circumstances. Do not look at the circumstances. Number three, Abraham did not waver through unbelief. Verse 20 says, Romans chapter 4, four verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Now, when it comes to faith, faith is not 50-50. There is nothing like faith may work, may not work. No, faith has to work. Faith has to work. The more you hold on to your faith, it works. The more. Faith is really not Lotto 649. No. Lotto 649 may fail. It will fail. It will take you to bankruptcy, in fact. But even though Lord of 649 doesn't, it doesn't really work, but then faith works. It's not an option. It is a must. It has to work. Abraham had no doubt that God is going to fulfill his promise. You know, James says, he puts it this way. James 1.6, Bible says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. You know, doubting is the enemy. Doubt is the enemy. Doubt is the culprit there. When you ask something to God, do not doubt. Let me read that scripture. But let him ask in faith. James 1.6. With no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Have you ever been to sea? Have you ever been to ocean? The beach? Have you? During the summer? Was the beach was so calm and so still? Yes, some of the beaches. We thank God for those beaches we have. Good beaches, where we can go and swim. But normally, sea is you know, just kind of roaring. Have you seen the waves? waves? If some object is floating in the wave, it'll be tossed in one direction. And there is another wave it withdraws, and then it is tossed in another direction. You know, sometime our faith life is like this. We're all good, you know, we're all sound and you know, very strong in our faith on Sunday morning. But when we go back home, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, faith level goes down, 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 declining. And on, this, on Saturday, we will just turn back and who God is. I don't have any idea what God is about to do in my life. What are you talking about? 
And you get a call from your friend, come on, let's go to church this morning. Church! And when you come back to church, Sunday morning, and then faith comes slowly, builds up. And as you hear the word, you are about to hit that person, you know, by faith because you have so much strength in you. God is about to do that. But God is asking you to just hold on to it. Do not waver. Do not waver. If God has promised you something, he will do it. How many of the witnesses I can see in this place this morning? If God has ever spoke to you, if God has ever promised you something, he will do it. Just do not, amen, praise God. Praise God for the testimonies. God will do it for you. Number four, Abraham was strengthened in his faith. Verse 20. Verse 20 is an amazing scripture. If you're praying for something in your life, hold on to verse 20. Romans 4. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. Another version says, he, his faith grew stronger. As he was waiting more, his faith was growing stronger. You know what? It happens. How, what it happens in our lives? Our lives, it happens in the contrary to that what happens. The more you wait, our faith goes down. But Abraham was not like that. The more he was waiting, his faith was growing. How, can it, how is it possible? I was just amazed to see this. Can you imagine? God first revealed to Abraham... And he spoke to him saying that you would become the father of many nations when Abraham was 75. At the age of 75. Remember this age. Any 75 here in this place? I don't think so. You're all young in Christ. I am young in Christ. Any witness? Yes? Yes? Come on. We're all young in Christ. Yeah, Dan says yes. Okay, thank God. <coughs> 15 years later... God renewed his promise with Abraham and Abraham was 90. Abraham was 75. 15 years later, God renewed his promise that you are about to get a child. 10 years later, at the age of 100, Abraham and Sarah, 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 finally they had their son. Abraham was 100. 25 long years Abraham had to wait. But during this 25 long years, what is important? His faith was growing. His faith was growing. That's what my scripture says. You know, at times, you know, when delay comes in our lives, we get really agitated, we get really irritated, and we complain everything that we could see around. But Abraham grew stronger in faith. Abraham grew stronger in faith. And this morning God is telling us, do not lose your faith. Do not, you know, just look at the surroundings. Look for an opportunity where you can strengthen your faith. You know, that is what is important this morning. Those who are waiting on the Lord. You know what, what is important? You need to look for an opportunity to strengthen your faith. Just being alone, handling things alone, is going to kill you. It's going to bring your faith down. The moment you feel that your faith level is so low, just run for a prayer meeting. Somebody can pray for you. Somebody can pray with you. Just go for a Bible study that may encourage you. Just go for a group prayer. Go and listen to some sermon that may encourage you. But always keep your faith level high. Can you repeat this after me? Always keep your faith level high. Abraham was strengthened in faith. Number five. Abraham was giving glory to God. Verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, 
but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Abraham was waiting for the promise. There is no sign, no trace of that miracle happening in his life. But he was just walking as if nothing happened to him. He was a joyous man in the world. Joyous man in the world. I could imagine Abraham and Sarai holding hands together and walking to church on Sunday morning. And as Abraham and Sarah holding their hands together and walking to the church, Abraham was looking at Sarah and Sarah was looking at Abraham. Do you remember that God spoke to us? And Sarah says, yes, I remember God spoke to us. Do you see anything? And suddenly you heard somebody, you know, laughing at them, sitting at the, sitting at the side of the road, laughing at them. What is all their people are going to do? Where are they going? What do they think? Can they, do you think that they are, you know, young? They, 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 do they think that they are still powerful to produce some offspring? No, they just laughed at them. They just mocked at them. But you know what? Abraham and Sarai, Bible says they were glorifying God. They were glorifying God. You know, this morning I want to say something, lack of faith. Fear and anxiety tells that we don't trust our God. We don't trust our God. You know, when we are afraid, when we are fearful, that simply means that we are not able to trust God. That's not glorifying God. But God wants us to trust in Him. God wants us to believe in Him, knowing that the one who promised is faithful and He will do it. I don't know this morning, what, are, what is your prayer? all about. You may be praying for somebody's life to be changed. You may be just waiting for the day when you have the freedom to worship. You may be just waiting for the days when you can establish yourself in this nation. Whatever your need may be this morning, God is telling you, glorify me. The way we can glorify is by trusting in him. Hebrews 11.16 says, sorry, 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know, we can be a Christian. We can be a, you know, say born again Christian. We can be anointed with the Holy Spirit. But God wants us to have faith within us. Without that faith, you cannot really please God. But when you look at the circumstances, you always get discouraged. You always feel that you're losing your hope. But this morning, God is telling you, the one who promised is faithful. God wants you to glorify him. Don't stop praising God. Things may get delayed. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop you know, praying. Don't stop giving to God. Things may get delayed. But you know what? You need to glorify God. The more you come forward to glorify God, you know, miracle is just on your way. Learn from Abraham. Abraham was not praised, stopped, did not stop praising God. We need to give glory to God, which is due unto him. Never stop glorifying God. In every little thing that we do, give glory to God. Number six, <coughs> Bible says in verse 21, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And verse 22 says, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. The man who was made perfect, righteous by faith. Abraham knew his God. Abraham did not look at the circumstances. 
he did not waver in his faith abraham was strengthened in his faith abraham was giving glory to god and now finally abraham was fully convinced that god is able to perform a miracle you know this morning are you in that stage yet are you fully convinced this morning that god is able to perform a miracle you think about this abraham did not ask for a child just for fun everyone is playing with the child i want a child no he did not ask for a child not everybody is blessed with a child i need a child too it's good to ask but abraham was not at this age certainly no abraham asked for a child because it was promised to him it was the will of god it was the will of god in his life i remember the scripture first john 5:14 First John 5:14 says, "Now this is the confidence we have in Christ, that if we ask anything according to His will, He listens to us. He hears us." First John 5:14. What is the confidence that we have in Christ? This is the confidence that we have in Him, that if you ask anything according to His will, He hears us. If you ask anything according to His will, Abraham did not ask a child just for fun. What are you asking this morning? Are you asking something according to the will of God? We need to ask God something according to the will of God. God's will is his purpose in your life. God's will is his pure future. When you ask something according to the will of God, may it be your job, may it be your permanent residency, may it be for a child, may it be for a you know, financial blessing, may it be for a spiritual blessing, just make sure that you are in line with the word of God, with the word of God. If you ask anything according to his will, he gives us, he hears us. And when you believe in God, when you put your faith in him, you are found righteous to stand before God. Now if we can go back to Genesis, the original recording, Genesis 15:5 Genesis 15:5 Moses writes Then God brought Abraham outside and said Look now towards heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them And God said to him So shall your descendants be Is it not amazing So shall your descendants be that was the promise Verse 6, and he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. When God showed him the sky and asked him to count the stars, Bible says Abraham believed. Lord, you are going to bring generation after generation, Lord, through my seed. You know, this morning God wants you to believe. God promised Abraham and abraham just believed abraham was holding on to his faith until he could see that abraham was 100 years bible says abraham was 100 years and sarah sarah was 90 years old when isaac was born can you imagine abraham was 100 years 25 years later since the promise was made and sarah was 90 years old when isaac was born abraham and sarah they were just holding on to the promise holding on to their faith until they see a miracle this morning i don't know what you are holding on to 
Just want every one of you to stand for a moment. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.